Memorial Care Health System, Excellence in Healthcare, presents Weekly Dose of Wellness. Here's your host, Deborah Howell. And hello, welcome to our show. This is your Weekly Dose of Wellness. I'm Deborah Howell, and today's guest is Dr. Richard Reitherman, Medical Director of Breast Imaging at the Memorial Care Breast Center at Orange Coast Memorial. Dr. Reitherman is here to explain the difference between low and high density breast tissue, how it's measured, how you can find out if you have dense breasts, actionable steps you can take, and how leading edge imaging technology such as tomosynthesis can help better detect cancer in women with dense breasts. Welcome, Dr. Reitherman. Good morning. Thank you. How is breast density assessed? Well, there are two components primarily in women's breasts. One is fat and the other is fibroglandular tissue. The fat shows up as black on the mammogram, and the fibroglandular is white. So we measure breast density based on the proportion of white tissue in the breast. That's easy enough. How does breast density influence breast cancer screening, then? It influences it basically in three ways. Number one, cancers are white. So the larger the proportion of white in the woman's breast, the more difficult it is to see. It's like finding something white in the snow. On the contrary, in a woman who has primarily fat breasts, which are black, it becomes very easy to find a white spot. We call that masking because the white's more difficult to see. The second uh, factor is that at very high breast density, there's an increased risk in breast cancer. The third is the technological uh, advances that we can use to mitigate the dense breast masking. Okay, got it. So three three ways. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit more about masking. What are some ways technology can mitigate the risk of missing a cancerous tumor in the breast? So again, the challenge is we're trying to find something white in a sea of white. So there are multiple modalities. One that's uh, the primary modality that's used is ultrasound. And ultrasound uses a different physics and technology, and it's not inhibited by the breast density. So whole breast ultrasound is one mechanism of looking for cancers in white breasts. Tomosynthesis is another, and that is a 3D slice method like a CT scan that takes multiple slices, maybe 40 or 50 slices of images through the breast. And because it does those individual slices, the breast density becomes less of a problem and we can see cancers. The third modality is basically breast MRI, which is a technique which totally eliminates breast density in the display and reading of uh, tumors. Molecular breast imaging is a nuclear medicine technique that's not widely used, but it's becoming more popular, and that uses a radioactive uh, chemical to detect breast cancer. And what is the procedure for molecular breast imaging? The procedure is the person is injected with an isotope, and then they're placed in a mammogram machine, which instead of having the usual receptors, will have a nuclear medicine receptor, which looks at the photon emissions. And you get a picture of, of the breast where only the tumors light up, and the breast density is, again, irrelevant. I see. So why would not every woman want that done? Well, number one, it's not widely available. Number two... It's not an established standard of practice like MRI, ultrasound, and tomosynthesis. Uh, number three, some women just don't like the idea of having an annual or biannual injection of radioactivity. So it has, sure. some, it has advantages and disadvantages in terms okay. of uh, reception in the public. 
Understood. And what about breast MRI? The same question. Why doesn't every woman have that? That's primarily because of cost. A breast MRI is is used in high-risk women because it's probably the most sensitive test for detecting breast cancer, and it's independent of breast density. But it costs up to five or six times more than a mammogram. So you can't justify using it in everybody in the population basis of screening. Okay. Now, whole breast ultrasound, I have not heard much about this. Maybe you could uh, shine a light on it. Sure. Um, Ultrasound is a technique that uses sound waves. It's used in all parts of the body. In the breast, it's very useful, and we can uh, scan the entire breast in an organized way. And the dense breast tissue shows up as white tissue in the breast, but the tumors are dark. So we have excellent contrast, and so it works very well. And tomosynthesis? One more time. I know we touched on it. Sure. Tomosynthesis is the mammographic technique, so the patient doesn't really know the difference when they're having it done. It takes about the same amount of time. But instead of taking one exposure for the breast in one position and the other, it takes multiple exposures, and therefore it slices the density into slices so that the absolute whiteness is not as much of a problem. We can detect tumors in between the white areas. Fantastic. Ask any movie director. It's always best to have more coverage, more cameras. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, How is cancer risk calculated? Cancer risk uh, calculations are based on population studies where you look at the incidence of cancer in different populations as a function of age, family history, and other factors. There are multiple uh, computer models that are available uh, to the public and to physicians. What you basically do is you put the patient's age in, their menarche, their first full-term pregnancy, any family history, including mother, uh, second generation, aunts, uncles, and so forth. And you push a button, and it comes up with a risk. The risk is a either a lifetime risk, or more usefully, it's a 10- or 5-year risk. Mm-hmm. And the five-year risk or 10-year risk will say, if I'm talking to woman A, I'll say, your risk is two times the risk of a woman who does not have a family history. So it's a relative matter of risk in in comparing two different women or a woman in front of you compared to the population. Got it. Got it. Who would be a good candidate for molecular breast imaging? Um, anybody with dense breasts would be a good candidate for molecular imaging. Do you need a referral? Yes, you do need a referral because it's a uh, nuclear medicine study. Sure. And uh, which of these tests are mostly covered by insurance? Um, The mammography one is the one that's ubiquitously covered by insurance. Tomosynthesis is covered by Medicare. They approved that at the beginning of this year in 2015. Mm-hmm. Other insurance companies are coming into line to approve that. It's a, it's an additional charge on top of the usual mammogram. Okay. So it uh, is being progressively covered. It's covered for all Medicare patients currently. Now, this is a little bit of um, you know, devil's advocate, but I've, I've read a new article saying that these tests are not really helping with cancer incidents. Have well, you read the, the article? That's saying that all this testing hasn't really reduced the number of cancer uh, in women. Well, there there are two issues with that. One way to measure the effectiveness of any test 
is to look to see if it changes mortality, that is, people dying of breast cancer. Right. The only studies that have been done that look at mortality have to be done over 10, 15, 20 years. So you have to take a group of patients and follow them for that long. So those studies have been done like a decade or more before. And then you get the information of how much screening mammography helps. I see. The newer modalities, such as whole breast ultrasound and tomosynthesis, are predicted to change the mortality because we're finding cancers earlier and more node-negative cancers. So we use those as surrogates for survival. So you would definitely disagree with that article? I disagree with it because I think it's, it's positioned in an incorrect way and doesn't give full information on both sides. I knew you were the right man to talk to about that article. I didn't believe it, and I just wanted to know why. <laughs> I think, you know, the risk is so high for so many women to not get tested is just not a good way to go. I, I certainly agree with that. Where can people go to get more information about mammographies and imaging technology and tomosynthesis? They can go to a couple of different websites, which would be included uh, American Cancer Society as mm -hmm. a good website, the National Cancer Institute, NCI, as a good website. Uh, the Na National Cancer Institute also has a risk calculator in it that's built for uh, lay people to use. Oh, really? So you can just plug in your information? And Correct. Oh, that's fantastic. Look, why don't we uh, say one more time the name of that organization? If you type in your browser, nci.org, that's National Cancer Institute, you'll get a listing, and then you can just go into the thing and, and look at the risk calculator, and you can look at different modalities and so forth. That is fabulous. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners today? Well, I think one thing that we've, we've talked about, and one thing is the article you referenced that kind of dissed the whole thing, is the dense breast legislation, which now mandates that, that in multiple states that a woman be notified about her breast density, because if you don't have that information, everything we're talking about is not actionable. Okay. So that's a state law in numerous states, probably 18, and it now covers over 75% of the women in the United States. That is a wonderful is a new thing. development, a very good thing. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Ritherman, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. To learn more or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. I'm Deborah Howell. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness. Have yourself a fantastic day.